0: chapter eight of antique hay by aldous huxley this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter eight critically in the glasses of mr bojanus's fitting room gumbrill examined his profile his back view inflated the patent small clothes bulged bulged decidedly though with a certain gracious opulence that might in a person of the other sex have seemed only deliciously natural in him however gumrel had to admit the opulence seemed a little misplaced and paradoxical still if one has to suffer in order to be beautiful one must also expect to be ugly in order not to suffer practically the trousers were a tremendous success he sat down heavily on the hard wooden bench of the fitting room and was received as though on a lap of bounding resiliency the patent small clothes there was no doubt would be proof even against marble and the coat he comforted himself would mask with its skirts the two decided bulge or if it didn't well there was no help for it one must resign oneself to bulging that was all very nice he declared at last mr bojanus who had been watching his client in silence and with a polite but also Gumble could not help feeling a somewhat ironical smile coughed it depends he said precisely what you mean by nice he cocked his head on one side and the fine waxed end of his moustache was like a pointer aimed up at some remote star Gumble said nothing but catching sight once more of his own side view nodded a dubious agreement if by nice continued mr bojanus you mean comfortable well and good if however you mean elegant then mr gumbrill i fear i must disagree but elegance said Gumbrell, feebly playing the philosopher is only relative mr Bojanus. there are certain african negroes among whom it is considered elegant to pierce the lips and distend them with wooden plates until the mouth looks like a pelican's beak mr bojanus placed his hand in his bosom and slightly bowed very possibly mr gumbril he replied but if you will pardon my saying so we are not african negroes gumbril was crushed deservedly he looked at himself again in the mirrors do you object he asked after a pause to all eccentricities in dress mr bojanus would you put us all into your elegant uniform certainly not replied mr Bojanus. there are certain walks of life in which eccentricity in appearance is positively a sine qua non mr gumbel and i might almost say de rigueur in which walks of life mr Bojanus, may i ask you refer perhaps to the artistic walks sombreros and byronic collars and possibly velveteen trousers though all that sort of thing is surely a little out of date nowadays enigmatically mr bojanus smiled a playful sphinx he thrust his right hand deeper into his bosom and with his left twisted to a finer needle the point of his moustache not artists mr gumbel he shook his head in practice they may show themselves a little eccentric and neglige, but they have no need to look unusual on principle it's only the politicians who need to do it on principle it's only de rigueur as one might say in the political walks mr gumbril you surprise me said Gumbrel. i should have thought that it was to the politician's interest to look respectable and normal but it is still more to his interest as a leader of men to look distinguished mr bojanus replied well not precisely distinguished he corrected himself because that implies that politicians look distingue which i regret to say mr gumbril they very often don't distinguishable is more what i mean eccentricity is there. their badge of office suggested gumbril he sat down luxuriously on the patent small-clothes that's more like it said mr bojanus tilting his moustaches the leader has got to look different from the other ones in the good old days they always wore their official badges the leader had his livery like every everyone else to show who he was that was sensible mr gumbrill nowadays he has no badge at least not for ordinary occasions for i don't count privy councillors uniforms and all that sort of once a year fancy dress ease reduced to dressing in some eccentric way or making the most of the peculiarities of his personal appearance a very hazard method of doing things mr Gumbrell. very aphazard Gumbrell agreed, Mr. Bojanus went on, making small, neat gestures as he spoke. Some of them, he said, wear ooge-collars, like Mr. Gladstone. Some wear orchids and eyeglasses, like Joe Chamberlain. Some let their air grow, like Lord George. Some wear curious hats like Winston Churchill. Some put on black shirts, like this Mussolini, and some put on red ones, like Garibaldi. Some turn up their moustaches, like the German Emperor. Some turn them down, like some grow whiskers like turpits i don't speak of all the uniforms orders or ornaments head-dresses feathers crowns buttons tattooings earrings sashes swords cranes, tiaras, urums thumums and what not mr gumbel that have been used in the past and in other parts of the world to distinguish the leader we oo know our history, mr gumbel we know all about that gumbel made a deprecating gesture you speak for yourself mr bojanus he said mr bojanus bowed pray continue said gumbel mr bojanus bowed again well mr gumbel he said the point of all these things as i have already remarked is to make the leader look different so that he can be recognized at the first coop doyle as you might say by the urd he happens to be leading for the ooman urd mr gumbel is an urd which can't do without a leader sheep for example and never notice that they had a leader nor rooks bees on the other and i take it ave at least when they're swarming correct me mr gumbel if i'm wrong natural history was never as you might say my forty nor mine protested gumbel. as for elephants and wolves mr gumbel i can't pretend to speak of them with first hand knowledge nor llamas nor locusts nor squab pigeons nor lemmings but human beings mr gumbel those i can claim to talk of with authority if i may say so in all modesty and not as the scribes i have made a special study of them mr gumbrill and my profession has brought me into contact with very numerous specimens gumbrill could not help wondering where precisely in mr bojanus's museum he himself had his place the human erd, mr bojanus went on must have a leader and a leader must have something to distinguish him from the urd it's important for his interests that he should be recognized easily see a baby reaching out of a bath and you immediately think of peers soap see the white air waving out behind and think of lloyd george that's the secret but in my opinion mr grumble the old system was much more sensible give them regular uniforms and badges i say make cabinet ministers wear feathers in their air then the people would be looking to a real fixed symbol of leadership not to the peculiarities of the mere individuals beards and air and funny collars change but a good uniform is always the same. Give them feathers, that's what I say, Mr. Gumbrell. Feathers will increase the dignity of the state and lessen the importance of the individual. And that concluded Mr. Bojanus with emphasis, that Mr. Gumbrell will be all to the good. But you don't mean to tell me, said Gumbrell, that if I chose to show myself to the multitude in my inflated trousers, I could become a leader, do you? Ah, no, said Mr. Bojanus, you'd have to have the talent for talking and ordering people about to begin with feathers wouldn't give the genius but they'd magnify the effect of what there was Cumberland got up and began to divest himself of the small clothes he unscrewed the valve and the air whistled out dyingly he too sighed curious he said pensively that i've never felt the need for a leader i've never met any one i felt i could wholeheartedly admire or believe in never any one i wanted to follow it must be pleasant i should think to hand oneself over to somebody else it must give you a warm splendid comfortable feeling mr bojanus smiled and shook his head you and i mr Gumbril, he said were not the sort of people to be impressed with feathers or even by talking and ordering about we may not be leaders ourselves but at any rate we aren't the erd not the main herd perhaps not any herd." mr bojanus insisted proudly Gumbrell shook his head dubiously and buttoned up his trousers he was not sure now he came to think of it that he didn't belong to all the herds by a sort of honorary membership and temporarily as occasion offered as one belongs to the union at the sister university or to the, the naval and military club while one's own is having its annual clean-out Shearwater's herd lipiot's herd mr Murkapton's herd mrs vivish's herd the architectural herd of his father the educational herd but that thank god was now bleeding on distant pastures the herd of mr bojanus he belonged to them all a little to none of them completely nobody belonged to his herd how could they no chameleon can live with comfort on a tartan he put on his coat i'll send the garments this evening said mr Bojanus. cumberland left the shop at the theatrical wigmaker's in leicester square he ordered a blond fan-shaped beard to match his own hair and moustache he would at any rate be his own leader he would wear a badge a symbol of authority and coleman had said that there were dangerous relations to be entered into by the symbols aid ah now he was provisionally a member of coleman's herd it was all very depressing End of chapter eight